Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, beloved. God bless you. Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Aziza Morrison, and we are saying a good morning, and God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for our Zion Travel's prayer and impartation call. This is the day the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it today. What is today? Today is Tuesday, March the 30th. Lord Jesus, well, <laughs> March is over. So this year is going by. Last year was moving mighty slow, and this year is moving mighty fast. We right here at April already seem like we just came off of our 30-day fast at the top of the year. And uh, we are here going right into April. But God is good and God is faithful and God is, God is just and he is kind. And so we give him praise for all the things that he has done. We are saying praise the Lord to all of you, our faithful prayer partners. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for being on your prayer post and for being on your prayer assignment this morning. Amen. Amen. I pray you all are doing well and all is well with you. All is well with me. All is well with God's precious people everywhere. I've got a quick devotional that I want to share with you all out of Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. I have something I just wanted to say to y'all, but it just left my mind that fast. <laughs> that fast just left my mind. Go to Matthew, chapter 22. Shock, what was I just getting ready to say? I was getting ready to tell you something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It'll come back. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. All right, let's go to Matthew twenty two. I wanna um I, I wanna talk about real quick, I just wanna encourage you today. I wanna talk to you this morning. Um, and I wanna talk to you about the um importance this is going to sound it's different, okay? It's different, but this is just what we're going to talk about real quick. I want to talk to you about the importance of loving yourself, right? I want to talk to you about the importance of loving yourself, all right? Now, I'm not going all left field or nothing like that, but I'm, I'm telling you it's important. It's important uh, that you love yourself. <laughs> it's important. We, love, we want to love everybody else, right? You got to love yourself. You gotta, you gotta love yourself. All right, so go with me to Matthew chapter 22. And we're going to start at verse 36. Where am I at? I need new glasses. The strength is not strong enough for me anymore. Y'all know I'll be wearing these little reader glasses. And I've been wearing them so much that now I can't see for real. <laughs> now I really can't see. I'll tell you something about getting old. I remember my um, one of my administrators, Georgette. Georgette's probably about, I don't know, she's probably like 10 or 15 years older than me. I don't know how she is. I forget. Um, but I remember we'd be traveling, and she'd be like, Pat, can you read this for me? And she'd be like, what does it say right here? And I'd be laughing and laughing and laughing. And I'd say, you need to eat some carrots. Because I, I read that if you eat carrots, you know, it'll prove your vision. So, Georgette like to eat. We always be out eating stuff, you know, traveling and eating. I believe it'll get you some carrots and quit eating out of them because <laughs> she eats. 
to eat stuff that I don't eat. You, you all know I'm a very healthy eater. Or maybe you don't know, but I'm a very healthy eater. And so she'd be eating that crap. My mama called it crap. She'd be eating that crap on it. Uh, well, I'm not judging, but, you know, just stuff that I don't eat. I call it crap. She eats all that crap. I said, you need to eat, put some carrots on that plate so you can see. And child, every time I go to Oprah's Bible, <laughs> and I can't see, I'm like, mm-hmm, where them carrots at? <laughs> I go to show you how to use, child. You be, uh, Bible, Bible call it zeal with no knowledge, right? I'm so young. Talk about you need some carrots. You see, child, I tell you one thing. I can't see a thing, and, I, and I ain't no carrots going to help me. Ain't no cares going to help me. All right, y'all ready? Go with me to Matthew 22. Matthew 22, verses 36. I keep saying that because I, I, can't, I can't see it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Teacher, what is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. That's so this is this is so rich right here. This this is so rich. What are the two most important commandments of the law? The first one is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second one is as equally important, and that's to love your neighbor as yourself. So the benchmark for loving other people, right? The benchmark for loving other people is as you love yourself. You can't or you shouldn't love other people more than you love yourself or less than you love yourself. So the premise is that you've got to love yourself first, right? So that that word as there, as you love yourself, that word as there, it means in the same manner as the one following. So as love your neighbor in the same manner that you love yourself is what the scripture is saying. You, You understand that? And that word love there, love your neighbor as thyself, that word love there means to regard the welfare of, to take pleasure in to treat as a special prize. Now, there's this weird theology, especially in Pentecostal apostolic faith. Um, I know we are of all faiths on this line, but you all know that I was raised in the apostolic faith, which I am massively grateful for. Um, But there was this, just growing up, I was never taught the importance of loving myself or treating myself as if I were special. As a matter of fact, that was never even a conversation 
it was always, and this isn't uh, to any church that I would belong to or any pastor, but just the, the dogma, the dogma of, you know, us being unworthy. And we are unworthy. We are unworthy. Um, but, but the thing that I've learned as I've grown into my own level of spiritual maturity is that the finished work of Jesus Christ and the love of God makes me worthy. And so it's very difficult when you grow up believing and thinking that you are unworthy. What happens in your psyche is even though this, that's a, a spiritual uh, doctrine, is that you carry it in your entire life. You carry it in your relationships. I'm unworthy. You carry it in your friendships. I'm unworthy. You carry it in your job, in your occupation. I'm unworthy. It becomes a uh, undercurrent in how you handle money. I'm unworthy. So when you get a lot of money, you spend it all because you don't believe that you are worthy and you deserve to have the money. So when you believe that you don't deserve to have something, then you waste it, you blow it, you give it all away. You, you understand that. So it's so important that you change your philosophy about your worthiness. You are worthy and you are deserving of good things of great things, of quality things. And you, it's okay to treat yourself as a special prize because you are, and that's what Jesus told us to do. Now, let me tell you something. If Jesus told me to treat myself like a special prize, then that's what I'm going to do, right? And so how you relate to and how you treat yourself greatly impacts how you relate and treat others. You understand that? And so there's this book that I, I, I read. I've probably read this book five times. I'm not even kidding you. And I loved it so much. I printed some of the principles out. I had it on my refrigerator at one time. And it's called um, The Four Agreements. And the four agreements, and those of you that have been with us for a long time, you know, uh, you've heard me talk about this. Um, the four agreements are always do, your, um, always do your best, be impeccable with your word, take nothing personally, and make no assumptions, right? If you can do those four things, the first two are with yourself. Always do your best and be impeccable with your word. Those two are with yourself. The other two are your engagement with other people. Never make assumptions and never take anything personally. And so what I've learned with those two principles, those second two principles, is regarding what I just said, that how you relate and treat uh, yourself greatly impacts how you relate and treat other people. When you realize that what people do and how people treat you never has anything to do with you, but it is all about how they see themselves, how they feel about themselves, their own philosophy, their own, um, uh, you know, their own, uh, the word is escaping me right now, it'll, it'll come to me, their own philosophy of life, then y y you understand that how they're treating you has nothing to do with you. It's because of how they see themselves. It's easy for you not to take things personally. 
it's easy for you to, to realize that what they're doing and how, you know, they're being mean to you or they're being nasty to you or, you know, they're, whatever, whatever they're, they're par- the paradigm, thank you, Holy Spirit, that's the word I was looking for, their, you know, their, their paradigm about, you know, certain things has nothing to do with you. And you learn how to not take these things personally. And so the question that I want to ask you this morning is, what do you believe about yourself? All right? And this is not motivational mumbo-jumbo. This is the most important <laughs> law in the Bible. This is what Jesus just said, okay? So for those of you that's on the line talking about Pastor Morrison speaking motivational jumbo, I'm talking out of Matthew 22, 36 and through 40, where, where, where the disciples asked Jesus what was the most important law, and Jesus told him, told them to love the Lord that God with all thy soul, heart, and mind. And it's equally as important that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. So the premise, y'all, is that we got to, figure, we got to get our, our self-love right in order for us to begin loving other people properly, in order for us to have healthy friendships and healthy marriages and healthy relationships with our children. We've got to get our self-love in order. So, so what I'm asking you this morning is what do you believe about yourself? Do you believe that you are lovable? Do you believe that you are acceptable? Do you believe that you are worthy? Do you believe that you are deserving? Do you believe, like, the things that you want to achieve in life, the things that you want to do, the person that you want to be, the things that you want to give, do you actually believe that you're worthy to achieve it? In my book, Awaken the Woman Within, one of my principles that I have in there, it's my favorite chapter, and I'm telling you, I got this thing sitting right here on my desk. I pull, I pull it out, and I read it. I'm telling you, I, I, was, I don't know what kind of place in my life I was in. I was in such a good place when I wrote that book. It was like the Holy Spirit was just ministering to me. I go back, and I, if you haven't got that book, I'm telling you, go get it. Go today to azizamorrison.com. You can jump on Amazon. And type it in Awaken a Woman Within. I think it comes up under Aziza Suleiman because that's when I published it. It was under my maiden name. I'm not sure. But I'm telling you, I have a chapter in there called um, Honor Your Honor Your Worthiness to Achieve. Honor Your Worthiness to Achieve. And so many of us, uh, even in our 60s, in our 70s, in our 50s, in 40s or 30s, wherever you are, you, you keep saying you want to do stuff, but you still haven't done it, and you have, you've never done it because you really don't believe that you're worthy enough to achieve it. And so what I'm saying to you this morning, brothers and sisters, is to honor your worthiness to achieve because what you believe about yourself will be revealed in how you live your life. We all know, everybody knows what you believe about yourself based off of how you live your life and in your relationships. Those closest to you know you the most. And they, they, know, they know what you think and believe about yourself because of how you treat yourself, right? I, I, you know, you all know I have this, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a thinker. I'm always thinking, and one day my house was a mess, and <laughs> a 
My house is a mess, and actually, I'm very proud of myself. This morning at 9 o'clock, I have an appointment with a professional organizer, a man who will be coming to organize my home. Amen. Come on. Listen, I'm not fooling with it anymore. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not fooling with it anymore. That Proverbs 31 woman, she had servants. <laughs> Everybody talks about how great she was because she had help, right? You understand that? She had help. So I'm getting me some help. Somebody come over here and organize this place, get this place in order. I'm calling, I'm calling Maria back. Maria, you saying so she's to come over here and, and get, keep me together, keep this house clean. That's right. That's right. I'm calling Maria back too. So this morning I've got my organizer. What, what, what am I saying to you? What I'm saying to you is that you've got to do the necessary things to, to make sure that you are able to show up in the way that you believe and that you want to show up in life. So let me give you real quick, and we're going to pray. Let me give you some practical, some practical keys um, in regards to uh, loving yourself, and then I'm going to give you some boundaries, okay? Um, practical keys, number one, if I know, um, I know uh, Nikki and Robin and Shirley, I know, and uh, Sybil, and probably Dr. Butts. I know you all like to take notes. So practical keys is number one, agree with God about your identity and your value. Number one, agree with God about your identity and your value. When we say agree, and you guys hear me talk about this all the time, talking about agreeing with God, that faith is agreeing with God. When I say agree with God about your identity and your value, what I'm saying is to say the same thing that God says about you. Say the same thing. Don't say what your past is saying about you. And don't say what people are saying about you. Don't say what your ex-husband and your ex-wife or your old boyfriend or your old girlfriend. Don't say what they say. Don't say what your enemies are saying about you. Don't say what the people that you know don't like you and no matter how good you are, they're going to have something. Don't say what they say about you. Say the same thing that God says about you. So I'm asking you this morning, brothers and sisters, what do you say about yourself? First John 3 and 1 says, see what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. This is what God says about us. God says, I am a child of God. I am loved and I am accepted. So that's what I'm saying. That's what God says, so that's what I'm saying. I, I believe this morning that somebody's self-esteem is going to get healed this morning. I, I believe that. I, I, I believe that self-hate is going to be broken off of our lives this morning. You know, we say what God says. The almighty God is my father and I belong to him. This is, this is what we say. God places immense value on me. God places immense value on me. This is what you have to say. God places immense. Who are you dying for? You're not dying for everybody. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to die for everybody. <laughs> you, you, you might fight for somebody. You might fight, you might fight for them, but you're not going to die for them. Come on. You, you understand that? And, and, and if, that's not, if that's not a real truth for you, 
if the fact that Jesus Christ died for you, if that's not really real for you, if it's not a revelation in your spirit, then, then, then what we're saying is for not. But if you really have received a revelation of the love of God and the death of Jesus Christ for you, then this makes a difference that God has placed this an immense value on you. And so do you, do you agree with the word of God? Romans 8 and 15 says, you have received the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, Father. The spirit bears witness with our spirit. We are the children of God. So you've got to define yourself by who you are joined to by who you are connected to, not by, you know, what you do, not by the fact that you're a doctor or you're a lawyer or you're a teacher or you're an engineer or you're an educator. No, 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 no. You define yourself by who you are joined to. The Bible says that we have received adoption whereby we cry, Abba's Father, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We are joined by God. You're not just a Johnson or Smith or Jones, right, you know, identifying by your last name, and that is important. But what's more important is who you are in God. You are a child of God. What does God say about who I am in Christ, right? And so, you know, how are we able to do these things? How are we able to meditate on these things? How are we able to grasp these things? How are we able to have a uh, revelation of these things? We've got we to gotta meditate. This is why I give you these scriptures on Tuesdays. I'm going to tell you something. I prefer Tuesdays over Thursdays, but that's just me, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I, this is why on Tuesdays I take the time to give you these scriptures so that you can go back and meditate in this word and find out what God says about you. You can never get to your level, that uh, the, the highest level that you desire in life until you have a healthy self-love and a healthy self-esteem and a healthy awareness and knowledge of who you are in God. It all starts there. You will never ascend in life past your level of self-acceptance and self-love. You, 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 you'll, you'll never, because you'll never think that you deserve it, and you'll never think that you're worthy. And so you'll always sabotage your success. God, why is it every time I get to a place, it seems like things fall apart? You're always sabotaging it because you don't think you deserve to have it. That's helping somebody right there. Why is it that I'm, every time I get into a good relationship or I meet, you know, a nice man or I meet a nice woman, everything is going okay, and then all of a sudden I say the, the dumbest thing and I blow everything up because you're sabotaging it. It's a spirit of self-sabotage. It's self-sabotage because deep down you don't, you don't think that you're worthy to be loved. You don't think that you're worthy to be accepted. You don't think so. And so something in you, your brain is just trying to protect you because you're like, well, they're going to leave me anyway. So your brain's like, yeah, they're, they're going to leave anyway. Let's just say something dumb. And you just say something dumb, and then they, the person is offended, and they don't want to talk to you anymore. And you're like, well, what just happened? You're self-sabotaging. This is good this morning. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to help you. I'm, try, I'm trying to help you this morning. And so we have to meditate in the word of God and what he says about you. And then we have to confess and agree to the word of God, what he says about you. So let's talk about um, 
a, a boundary of limiting um, uh, influences. So a boundary, what is a boundary? A boundary is a wall or a defense or a barrier that is erected. It brings limits, right? And a boundary also defines who is responsible for what. So, like, I'm responsible for this, you're responsible for that. Now, here's the thing about, uh, you know, limiting destructive influences in your life. If you permit destructive influences into your life, then you don't love yourself. You're not loving yourself. If you permit it or if you allow it, right, if you know that there are things and there are people in your life that are destructive to your life, then you are not loving yourself. And you have to ask yourself, is, is, this, is this productive for me or is this destructive for me? And you have to start choosing you. I know that you have been friends your whole life. I know that you've been in this relationship your whole life. I know, right? But there comes a point in your time, a point in your life where you have to start making loving choices that says, listen, I'm not going to hurt me. You would not. There is no way you would go and turn your hand, turn, turn a stove on and just look and, and deliberately put your hand on that stove to burn yourself. No, because you want to, you want, it, it is innate in all of us to protect ourselves. Our brains are developed to protect us from hurt. That's why when you want to go exercise, your body is like, oh, my God, oh, my God, right? It's not just because you just don't want to exercise, because you conditioned your mind to believe that it's, it's hard and you don't want to do it, and your brain is developed, the way our brains are developed is to protect us from things that harm us. And so all these things start going off, and all of a sudden you got a headache, and all of a sudden you don't feel good, and all of a sudden your stomach hurts, and all of a sudden all these things are happening because that's your brain saying, oh, no, wait, dude, we don't want to do this because this is going to hurt us. Oh, this is good this morning. Come on here. This, this, is, this, this is good this morning, right? And so you have to uh, learn how to, even in all things, protect yourself. And so, you know, again, agree with God about your value and learn to say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I love myself. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just as simple as that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, no, nope, I, I don't want, I'm not, I'm not taking those drugs. I'm, like, I, I'm not getting high no more. I'm not getting drunk anymore. I'm not smoking these cigarettes anymore. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I want to live a long life. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to take good care of myself. So, so I'm saying no. And so, you know, most destructive influences enter um, the eye gate or the ear gate, you know, what we see and what we hear. So that's why you have to guard your ears and guard your eyes, you know, because that, those things creep in and seep into our spirits, and then they become truth for us, and then they become a stronghold because we come into a divine agreement with it. And then the enemy no longer has to fight us against it because we agree with it. Right? And so loving yourself um, is identifying things that is trying to come into your life that are destructive. So when you recognize that there are things that are coming in your life that are destructive, I don't care what those things are. It could be a friend. It could be a person. It could be a habit. Right? Um, 
whatever it is. It could be something that you're doing every day. It could be something that you're watching, you know, some pornography that you did, did some kind of way and uncorrupted and you've got addicted to, you know. It could be, you know, just some type of perversion. It, it could be anything, so any kind of lust. It could be anything, any any kind of habit. It could be, you know, uh, excessive alcohol. You know, it could be it could be anything. It could be an unhealthy relationship, an unhealthy friendship. And so, when you love yourself, loving yourself is to identify things that are trying to come into your life that are destructive. This is not good for me. I have to identify this. I have to identify this. And then I have to say, I love myself enough to say no to this. Is this helping anybody this morning? So let's talk about real quick. Uh, it's at 630. Give me like maybe a couple more minutes to just go through a couple of uh, examples and then we'll be done. So you have to stand against destructive influences of people. You know, um, Psalms 1 tells us about um, not standing in the seat of sinners or sitting in the standing in the way of sinners or sitting in the seat of the scornful, right? In other words, it's talking about our stand against ungodliness. And so some some destructive influences of people, people who are always negative, people who are always complaining, people who are always bitter, you know, controlling people, unclean people, demanding people, seductive people, defiling people, critical people, all of these kind of people, these are the people that you are going to create that boundary with, right? And you're going to love yourself and value yourself enough to set a boundary to this kind of behavior, even with yourself. I'm in this new thing. I'm in this new season where I'm not speaking anything negatively out of my mouth. I was on a business call, a business training call last week, and um, one of the things that I love about this particular uh a group of people, business owners, is that they're all Christians. And child, they be on there. I'm like, now, is this Bible study or is this a business? <laughs> is this Bible study or is this a business meeting? Because <laughs> y'all know I do church all the time, so when it's time for me to do business, I'll be ready to do business, but the saints be older. They be, they be preaching, okay? They be preaching on these training calls. And so this lady got on there, and um, she, I mean, she she's a million dollar, multi million dollar uh, producer in our in our industry. You all know, but I'm in the uh, insurance industry, and uh, <laughs> I mean, this lady, I mean, she, I mean, she kills it. I mean, I mean, she 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 really kills it. I'm talking like that, just a lot. She she's she's an she's an amazing lady, but she's also a believer. <laughs> and so she said something that was a, such a and and had such an uh, um, deep impact on me. She talked about uh, speaking and confessing and, you know, speaking positively over your business and all this kind of stuff, you know, that oh, we all know that. But something she said, and I don't know if I, I'll be able to do it any justice to help you understand why it was so important to me, but what she said was that she said, you know, God, man, man is the only creation of God that God breathed his breath into. And the breath of God is inside of man. We know the creative ability of God because everything that he says comes to pass. He spoke and the world was created. She said, so because the breath of God, and these are kind of my words, but this is like what she was saying. But So because the breath of God is inside of me, because the breath of God is inside of man, 
I too have that same power and ability because his breath is within me. So whatever I say, now I already had the revelation of you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. I mean, I know all these things, right? I, I get it. I understand it. But receiving the revelation that God breathed into man and man became a living soul and that everything that God ever created, he spoke and that that same power is in me. She went on to say, I let nothing negative come out of my mouth because I know that same power is within me. And I'm telling you, it, it absolutely positively shifted me. And so since then, what, what I'm saying is that since then, I've created a boundary. I'm not complaining. I'm not being critical. I'm not being negative. I'm not being bitter. I'm not being, you you see what I'm saying? I'm not using defiling words, all of these things, because now I have this greater revelation of the power of my words. And so what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is that I want you to value yourself, love yourself, set a boundary to this kind of negative behavior. Think through your responses. You know, how will it communicate, um, you know, to your consequences, you know, and, and, and you got to tell yourself, listen, I'm not a trash can, right? I'm not a trash can for people to just come and dump their trash over me. Um, this, so that's one, destructive influences of people. Then you've got destructive uh, visual influences, the media, the Internet. You know, you abuse yourself when you allow negative influences to come into your life. You know, surround your people who are loving and supportive. Don't, don't allow yourself to inundate yourself with these negative influences on, on the Internet. I'm going to wrap this up here. Um, resolve negative influences uh, that operate in your life. If you know that there's some things that are in your life that's negative, go ahead and resolve it. You know, Hezekiah um, and, and Second Chronicles, Hezekiah's first action as a king was to clean the house of God. You know, now that you have this revelation, now that you have this wisdom, now that you have this word, resolve in your spirit that you're going to clean some things up. When you resolve negative influence from your past and your present, you love and you value yourself. What does self-love look like? It looks like resolving negative influences from your past and your present. I love myself enough to do the work. I love myself enough to do the work. Um, Make a relationship with God. This is my last point. I'm going to pray for you. Make a relationship with God your first priority. All right? Make your relationship with God your first priority. Uh, Luke 10 and 42. One thing is needed, and Jesus says this, One thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that part. Martha complained about the the word, and she didn't focus on her relationship, um, building her relationship with Jesus. But Mary focused on her relationship with Jesus. Martha was focused on work, but Mary was focused on, on her relationship with Jesus. And so Jesus says that Mary... That Mary has done the the one thing that is needed. She's chosen the good part. She chose the most important part, and that was having making her relationship with Christ a priority. So you love yourself and you value yourself when you make connecting with God a priority. When you focus your life upon who you want to be like Him, you know, focusing your life that you want to be like him. When you worship and focus on God, um, he becomes a dominant influence in your life, and he'll begin speaking to you, and you can feel his presence. When you're 
at the store and you're at the mall and you're, you know, going throughout your day, you can feel his presence. Do this. Don't do that. Go here. Don't go there. You, you feel his presence when you take that time to make him a priority and to begin to worship him. And then having an encounter with God downloads DNA right into your spirit that changes and it shifts you immediately. And so, you know, when you begin to make a relationship with God, your first priority, you know, drawing near to God and getting personal with him uh, allows you to receive a rhema word from him. You know, God begins to speak to you like Moses. He speaks to you as his friend. And so Moses chose to identify with God, and he committed to his purpose. And so this is what I want to say to you this morning, brothers and sisters, love yourself enough to commit to the purpose of God that's on your life. Moses chose to commit to the people of God, to their welfare, and to their deliverance. And so when you have an encounter with God through worship, through prayer, through praise, through consecration, God increases your personal ability to influence others. Influence comes from God. It doesn't come from a pretty picture. It doesn't come from a flyer. It doesn't come from happy and anointed. No. Influence comes from building a relationship with God. Only God gives influence. Influence is a gift. You understand that? And so the world cannot uh, be won without the presence and the power of God in our lives. The world is desperate. They are in need of change, and we have to be the change, and we have to be the light. And so um, in my conclusion, you are valuable and you are lovable. You are valuable and you are, and you are worth the effort and you are worth the boundary and you are worth the change. Choose to agree with God about who you are and begin loving yourself the way God wants you to love yourself so that you can have an impact in everything that you do. Let's just say a quick word of prayer. Jesus, we love you this morning and we give your name glory, honor, and praise. We thank you so much, Father, for this word. We thank you so much, Father, for uh, just this wisdom and this revelation. Father, I'm praying for the one this morning who um, may be suffering low self-esteem. They may be suffering rejection. They may be suffering with self-hate. They may be suffering with uncertainty. They may be suffering with insecurity. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that this word would penetrate through their hearts. I pray, Father, that you would give them a revelation of who they are in you. I pray, Father God, that their eyes, the eyes of the understanding would be enlightened, that they would come to know just how valuable they are in you. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that as we leave uh, this moment in time, that this word would follow us, that we would carry this word in our hearts, that we will begin to make decisions based upon the fact that we are not only special to you, but that we should be special to ourselves. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us to love others the way you are teaching us to love ourselves. Father, we speak against the pain of our past. We come against the stigma of our past broken relationships, broken marriages, broken friendships. Father, evil words, ill words spoken, death curses, curses spoken over our lives from friends and family and people in leadership that has stunted our growth, <coughs> that has stunted our love for ourselves. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would free us, free us from the lies of the enemy. 
free us, free us from the lies of our past. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would give us the ability to agree with you about our identity and our value, that we would handle ourselves accordingly, that we would love ourselves accordingly. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that everything in our lives would become a reflection of who we are in you. Heal our hearts this morning, I pray. Heal our hearts. Heal our hearts this morning. I pray, Father, for that one that's listening, that's been unable to show up in life, been unable to show up in business, unable to show up in ministry because of their insecurities, because of their uncertainties, because, Father, of the pain of past rejection, because of past failure. Father, I pray this morning in the name of Jesus that it would be cleansed by your love and by your power and by your grace. I thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. I thank you for ministering this word to us this morning. I thank you for giving us the, uh, the, the strength to stand against destructive influences in our lives, destructive people in our lives, destructive attitudes in our lives, destructive circumstances in our lives. Thank you for giving us the strength and the courage to stand against it. Father, we thank you that you told us in your word that the righteous are as bold as a lion. So I pray, Father, that you would give us a lion's heart Give us boldness today in the name of Jesus to love ourselves the way you have loved us. Teach us how to love our husbands. Teach us how to love our wives. Teach us how to love our children. Teach us how to love our friends. Teach us how to love our leaders. Lord, teach us this morning. Teach us how to love. We pray, Father, that your love, that the love of God will be shed abroad in our hearts. In the name of Jesus, as we go throughout this day, I pray, Father, that we would walk with this word, that this word would continue to ring aloud in our spirits and in our ears as we go throughout this day. Help us to love one another. Help us to honor ourselves. Help us, Father, to be a reflection of who you have made us to be. This is our prayer. We pray today that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are our strength, and you are our redeemer. Let every heart that believes say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. All right. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Go back and listen to this, uh, this teaching. This is a good teaching. You guys need to keep this teaching in your arsenal. I don't know on the uh, Bible app, on the apps, for those of you that use the Spotify and the, um, what is that thing called, the Apple Podcast. I don't know if you can save them, but make sure that you go back and listen to it. We have uh, Monday, uh, Tuesday night service tonight at 7 o'clock p.m., uh, so please be praying with us for tonight at 7, um, and uh, make sure that you, you uh, tell a friend, amen, that we have we have service tonight at 7 o'clock, amen. For those of you that would like to sow into our media ministry, uh, you may do so uh, this morning. You can sow via the Cash App at Aziza Speaks Life or doing uh, PayPal at sewingworks.com. Uh, if you want to sow a seed of any amount to go towards our media ministry today, uh, we, we say God bless you and thank you in advance for that. All right, if not, we will see you here on Thursday. We'll be here Thursday um, at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time because the Bible is right. When Zion travails, she shall bring forth. I love you all. Walk with Jesus today. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.